You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMSCast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm Chris Badgett and I'm joined with a special guest, Lifter LMS co-founder, Thomas Levy. <laughs> How are you doing? Hello. Tom? Hello. I'm good, Chris. Thanks. It's good to have you on the airwaves. Today we're doing a, a recap about uh, WordCamp Los Angeles, which just finished here in 2018, and just talk about the you know WordPress and the community as a whole. Um, so how'd it go? Like how did uh, WordCamp L- Los Angeles go? You were the lead organizer. I was the lead organizer. Yes, uh, it went really well. Um, I, th- I think we put on a, a really incredible event. Um, feedback I've received since uh, concluding the event while at the event were generally positive and favorable. Um, a few, you know, a few negative comments here and there, but you can't please everyone all the time. So I think that's to be expected. And how long, how long have you been doing the WordCamp thing? Uh, I've been involved in WordCamp Los Angeles since about 20, 20, 2015. I volunteered or I went to my first WordCamp ever and I, I, and I was a volunteer. Um, Adam Silver was, uh, I think he was the volunteer wrangler that year. Um, we met him at, uh, uh, Chris and I met him at Cabo Press, uh, an event put on by Chris Lemma that we went to. That was our first year uh, going to the event in 2015. So I met Adam Silver there. WordCamp Los Angeles was the weekend after Cabo Press. Um, and uh, so I knew did Cabo my, Press inspire you to go to your first WordCamp? Uh, I mean, I think you're maybe digging to give some 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 promotion to Chris Lemma there. Uh, Cabo well, Press. I'm just trying to get the timeline. Yeah. So you're yeah, first. yeah, no. Cabo Press itself was just the location. Um, okay. Uh, and I, I wouldn't call it inspired, really. Adam, um, for anybody who knows Adam Silver, I love Adam Silver. He's a, he's a, he's a great friend. We, we've, uh, we've done work with him over the years, and uh, um, I don't see him as much as I used to, but um, he's a great friend. I, I do like to kind of talk shit a little bit, though, but uh, he, he's kind of the kind of guy who just he's, – he's, he, I think we've referred to him as a super connector. He's yeah. an extrovert. He, he's very outgoing. He talks to people a lot. And when I met him at Cabo Press, I was kind of like, please shut up. Um, that was that was essentially my reaction to Adam. Um, but anyway, he he was the volunteer. I, I believe he was a volunteer wrangler. I might be wrong about that, but he convinced me to come volunteer at WordCamp Los Angeles the weekend after Cabo Press. So I met him at Cabo Press. He talked my ear off, um, and I I only I, I guess I just kind of went because um, I don't know. I don't really have a good reason why I went because I wasn't really interested. In it. I don't go to meetups at the time. I I didn't. I hadn't ever been to a meetup. I don't think I'd really ever ever heard of a WordCamp. But your business, had, our business is dependent on WordPress. I mean, it's a big part. Yeah. Of yeah, exactly. So I, I guess I just kind of thought, well, this won't hurt. Um, and, you know, I knew it was going to be two days and um, I figured I'll be useful. Adam sounded like he could use the help at WordCamp and could use an extra set of hands. It was free. He said, like, come volunteer and ticket will be free. Although tickets are $40. So that's like generally free anyway. Right. Um, and uh yeah. So yeah I, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly inspired by Cabo Press, but, um, but I met Adam there and you know, that was the relationship I made. Um, and you project. made a few contacts there that like that you introduced to me and for example, Jasmine powers yeah. continued to have conversation with across social media. Here we are like three years later and I wasn't even there. 
Yeah, yeah. So I didn't meet her in 2015. I met her. So so after I volunteered in 2015, it was it was kind of a cool experience for me. I, I didn't realize how um, I guess warm the the WordPress community is. I, I believe this is probably generally true of WordPress in general, but definitely like the Southern California WordPress. There's like the San Diego. Los Angeles, Orange County. There's now a group starting up in Riverside. There's some meetups starting up in um, Palmdale, Santa Clarita, Lancaster area, kind of like north of Los Angeles. So that, that whole Southern California area, like it's all really intertwined. Uh, it's really, really warm. So I, I, I met a lot of people in 2015 um, that I'm still friends with today, just, just as a result of being a volunteer. Um, and I also kind of realized then in 2015 that um, being a volunteer at events like this is a really great way to like kind of get out of your shell. Um, generally at WordCamps will give you like a different color t-shirt and you have a set of roles and responsibilities. Uh, and I think that's really cool because I don't necessarily, like, I've been to a lot of conferences before, WordPress and otherwise. Um, and my tendency as an attendee is to find a seat in the back of the room closest to a power outlet, pop my laptop open and work while I'm half paying attention to what's going on uh, on stage. And I get nothing out of it. I don't feel fulfilled. I'm not great at networking because then I go to like the networking things and I just kind of eat by myself or eat with people who I already know. And I don't, I don't like kind of climb out of my shell, but as soon as you put that volunteer shirt t-shirt on, people start asking you questions. And I also personally kind of feel empowered to like, it's not weird for me to talk to people as a volunteer or just out of the blue, start a conversation because that's what I'm there to do. Um, and somehow I feel like more insecure when I'm just there as an attendee and I don't do anything and I don't get much out of it. So for, for me, the important part is like, uh, making connections and, and talking to people. Um, so that's kind of like what I learned in 2015. And so since then, um, the, I mentioned those couple different like word camps in Southern California. Um, I try to speak or volunteer at every word camp that I go to. Um, I don't think I've gone to a single word camp. No, that's not true. We went up to Sacramento last year and we just went as, well, actually, I guess we went as sponsors. Um, and nothing to knock WordCamp Sacramento, but I didn't get much out of that because I just kind of went there and did what I normally do as an attendee. You know, I didn't have any, I, I, we met people, we have friends up there and things like that. It was a good event, but for me, I get the most out of contributing in some way. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, man, I don't, I guess this is my podcast, so I can say what I want, right? Uh, I'll just ramble and you cut me off when I'm going too long winded. But anyway, so, so get well, back to the story. Good. Just a quick question for the person watching or listening right now who doesn't know what a WordCamp is. Like, what is okay. it? It's related to WordPress, but what is yeah. it? Like, why did these come into existence? Yeah. So, so the way I like to describe it, I think the way WordCamp itself would describe it is that they're, 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 uh, they're large meetups. Um, so the WordCamps kind of grow out of the meetups. Um, and, you know, maybe you have a meetup every week or every other week or once a month or something like that. Um, and that's like your, your, you know, like hyper local community, you know, like the Pasadena WordCamp, WordPress rather, or the, um, uh, I don't know, there, there's a Santa Clarita one, there, there used to be a San Gabriel Valley one, there's a Riverside one, you know. Um, but the WordCamps are kind of larger, more regional, like if you think on the city level, so it's WordCamp Los Angeles, and then the Long Beach, uh, the Hollywood, the downtown LA, the Pasadena, they all kind of come together and combine to, to build this larger two-day event. So most WordCamps are two days, although a lot of them are, I guess, one-day WordCamps too. Some of them add like a, uh, a a day on the tail end or beginning like the Friday or the Sunday and do like a half-day contributor or beginner day. So it'll be like a two-and-a-half or three-day event. Um, and uh, it's like any conference. There's usually two or three tracks um, with presentations that are 45-ish minutes long with, uh, you know, discussion Q&A at the end. 
Um, some of them will implement longer like workshop sessions where it's like an hour and a half or two hours where you get your hands dirty and like actually write code or build a website or something like that. Uh, but it's all somehow centered around WordPress. Um, and uh, for WordPress users, by WordPress users. Um, so every speaker you'll see there is a WordPress user themselves in some way. Maybe they have a WordPress agency. Maybe they are a freelancer. Maybe they're a blogger. Maybe they're an, they're an artist. You know, we, uh, we've got one guy in the LA area who he teaches art in universities, and he but he uses WordPress, so he'll always come talk about that kind of stuff. You know, um, like his teaching experience or how he uses WordPress as an artist or a writer. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff for all different skill levels, all different walks of life, no matter what you're involved in. It's not a developer thing. You don't have to be a developer nerd who writes code all day to get something out of WordCamp. Um, I, think one of the, I just want to say, I think one of the interesting things about it is a technology or business conference. It's affordable. It's designed to be accessible. Like yeah. A lot of conferences are a couple hundred bucks, 500 bucks, right, right. thousand bucks, whatever. This is like 50 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're actually, they're talking right now about raising the minimum price for WordCamps. Um, right now, or sorry, raising the maximum acceptable price for WordCamps. Right now, the maximum you're allowed to charge for a WordCamp is $20 per day. You have to provide lunch. So as a WordCamp organizer, you can't charge any more than $20 a day per ticket. You have to provide lunch if you have a whole day event. Um, and a big part of how it's able to pull that off is through sponsorships. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. For example, Lifter LMS has sponsored different WordCamps, just sponsored WordCamp Los Angeles, sponsoring WordCamp Portland, Maine. We sponsored Sacramento. We sponsored Riverside, right? Or yes, sponsored? we're tentatively sponsoring Riverside. Uh, various, if you're listening to this, like, let me know, man. I'll write you a check. <laughs> I submitted the form. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that that you know, as, and having been on the tail, like the inside of a WordCamp now. Um, and do it like I did all the budgeting and paid all the vendors and stuff like I, I didn't personally, but I managed all that budgeting. Um, yeah, all, almost all of the money was money we raised. Um, we had, a, you know, we have one person on our organizing team um, raised this, like did the, call the sponsor Wrangler, um, inter interacted with all the sponsors, reached out to sponsors and raised all that money. Um, and uh, they're not cheap. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, they're, they're not cheap. I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to publicly disclose like how much money we spent. So I won't, um, but we raised a lot of money. Um, you could go to our website and you could actually look at the sponsor levels and then you can look at the, the amount the sponsors gave per level and you can see all our sponsors. You can count it. You can do the math pretty quickly and see, and we spent almost all of the money that we raised. Uh, and then the really cool thing about WordCamps is that any, any exit. So since all the money goes to the like general WordCamp fund, it's not like they're writing WordCamp Los Angeles a check. They're writing the WordCamp foundation a check. Um, and then when we want to pay somebody, we tell WordCamp Foundation we're going to pay you know the venue X amount of dollars for you know catering or whatever. Um, so any any excess goes to support new WordCamps or uh, underfunded WordCamps or WordCamps in remote areas or stuff like that. So um, so thank you to our sponsors. We overraised a little bit, which is really cool because now that goes out to the general community, the global community, um, to support other WordCamps. We've got um, we've got WordCamps probably almost every weekend all year round somewhere in the world. Um, there's WordCamps in India, there's WordCamps in Europe, there's WordCamps in South America. You know, they're all over the place. So um, it's not just like an American and US-based thing. There's like a global WordCamp community out there. So um, it's cool to like give back to that in some small way. Can you uh, talk a little bit more about your motivation for going? You mentioned you went first for like maybe yeah. business or networking, but you found something bigger than that. So, 
if anybody was at WordCamp Los Angeles this year, I broke down and cried like a babbling idiot during closing remarks. And I probably will start to tear up a little bit right now just talking about it. But um, yeah, you know, I, I think there's something interesting that, uh, I, so I, I've been on the Los Angeles team. I volunteered in 2015. And then shortly after that, um, in 2016, Adam Silver became the lead organizer. Um, one thing about WordCamps is that they'll only let you lead two years in a row and then you need to step down. And, um, as a lead organizer now, I'm, I'm like, thank God. Uh, I, I love it, but it's so much work. I couldn't like, uh, I think if that rule didn't exist, nobody would ever take over because one guy would get stuck with it. One girl would get stuck with it and they'd never be able to get anybody to do it. So, <laughs> so it's good that it rotates, but anyway, so Adam, Adam took over in 2016 and he recruited me um, as a speaker wrangler. So I've been on the organizing team now since 2016. Um, so, so uh, 2018 will have been my third year um, being involved in the organization of WordCamp Los Angeles. Um, four years, if you count my years of volunteer, but I, you know, I showed up for two days as a volunteer and wasn't really, I didn't organize it at all. Uh, what did you say? You asked about money. So, so what I like to do when I'm organizing is I like to go around and talk to all the sponsors because without the sponsors, it like you can't have a WordCamp. Um, and even at other WordCamps that I've gone to as a volunteer, as a speaker, I, I like to talk to the sponsors. And I've gotten to know a lot of the sponsors. You see a lot of the same sponsors at, at WordCamps. They travel around. And, uh, big companies like GoDaddy, if anybody knows, like has ever been to a WordCamp, you've probably spoken to Mendel, who's like kind of GoDaddy's WordCamp uh, I forget what his official title is, but he, if, if you evangelist, I guess. But he told me that's not his official title. I don't remember what his yeah. official title was. It was some like it very. It was very sorry, Mendel. It was very corporate sounding, and I think you know that. Um, you've gone corporate, but uh, <laughs> um, you see the same sponsors all over the place. I always ask him the same question, which is like, how can you like how can you tell if this is a good business decision or not? And some of the sponsorships, you know, are like three, four thousand dollars. Um, to like get a table at a WordCamp, depending on your location. Um, so in LA, I think our our uh, our highest level sponsorship was four grand, um, and that got like a table and like a primary sponsorship, you know, title sponsorship or whatever. I guess it's not title sponsorship, but anyway, whatever. Um, and that's that to me. I'm like that's a lot of money, you know. Uh, and how how can you? And maybe it's more money to lift your LMS than it is to GoDaddy, but it's still four thousand dollars. So I always ask them, like, how can you track profits here? You know, like, how can you track the sponsorship at a WordCamp to increase in revenue or something like that? And every single one of them has told me resoundingly, like, we can't. Uh, but every single one of them is also convinced that it's not a bad business decision to be sponsoring WordCamps. So I think, you know, I kind of got involved in WordCamps. And, like, that, that first one I just kind of went because I was like, well, it couldn't hurt to go to a WordCamp and meet potential customers. You know, as a, you know, I'm not there officially as a representative of Lifter LMS because we weren't a sponsor, but I am there. I own 50% of Lifter LMS. Like, I can talk about it and meet some customers and try to, you know, spread the word. Um, and I, you know, I mean, we've run experiments. We're, we try to be pretty methodical with um, the money we spend here at Lifter LMS on advertising and, and so on and so forth. But um, I, you know, I don't think we've been able to really accurately track any, any real increase, like even a single sale as a result of sponsoring WordCamps that we can, we can track, you know, um, I'm sure there are people like, I, I know anecdotally that there's people who have met us at WordCamps and then purchase Lifter LMS, but I don't know for sure if it was like meeting us at WordCamp that like being at WordCamp, like did that really matter? Uh, so I, I don't know. So I, I guess I got involved in it as a business decision. Like I, I knew that like this would help my business, our business here. Uh, but in retrospect, I think I kind of realized that, um, that that almost doesn't matter. And that there's like, there, there, there's something greater than uh, revenue 
involved in, in the WordCamp and the, the meetups and the WordPress community, like generally the WordPress community, you know, um, all those things involved. Um, and I, I don't know, I just think there's something really special. And, and I, so I think uh, <laughs> I, I wrote like a 10,000 word article or recap of uh, kind of like what happened at WordCamp leading up to and in and around. And um, I don't know, there's just something really cool going on there. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it, I, I've realized that over the past three years, so, so since 2015 ended, right? So since that WordCamp, that was like September 2015, um, I think we probably started planning 2016 in December or January. So I have been on a near weekly call for WordCamp, um, you know, since early 2016, almost every week with like, you know, a two or three month break in between. Um, so for basically for the past three years, I've been in some way organizing WordCamp Los Angeles on a weekly basis. Um, and it's really crazy. Like I just realized how much, um, yes, work, stress, sleep, sleep deprivation. I got sick right before WordCamp. So if you talk to me, um, you know, I was trying not to shake hands because I was just coughing all over the place and I couldn't, like I had a head cold. And, um, and I know that was like stress induced, sleep deprived sickness. Um, and uh, that's not necessarily WordCamp's fault. That's my fault. That's the way I deal with things. Um, and I, I got, I let, I allowed myself to get overwhelmed and, and, and dealt with it in that way. But, uh, when it was all said and done, I was like, we like, there's something really important happening here. And there's something really, really valuable to every single attendee, to every sponsor. Um, and it's not necessarily business. Um, so I think what I said in that article was like that, that I've been made, like I, I thought that what I've been doing is networking um, and building like a brand. But I think what I've actually been doing where I realized what I've actually been doing is just like making friendships. That's hard for me as like an adult male. Um, I, I was always like a nerd as a kid. I had like two friends in high school um, through college. I had like one friend. I've been with my wife since I was 19 and she's my best friend. And outside of that, like I don't have like Chris is my friend, but he's also my business partner. You know, we don't hang out on the weekends or whatever. Um, we probably would if you live close to me, but um, I don't know. But I like I've been making these these friends at WordCamps and, and, and meetups and things like that. Um, and they're like tremendously important to me. And I guess I just I never really realized it until I was like WordCamp is done. <laughs> you know, like this is, this is over for a while. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm still like a little bit raw about it, but, um, just like emotionally, but. What do you uh, think makes the WordPress community in general special? Because, you know, as an example, it, I mean, it's open, you have all these plugins and themes and the code is open. Anybody can build on top of it. Um, yeah. What, what makes the WordPress community special or different? I don't know. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I think there's like a general, uh, I mean, if you, if you go and read the code of conduct um, for like Word, WordCamp events, um, which you can just Google like WordCamp code of conduct, it'll come up. Uh, the, the whole thing is about like accessibility um, and openness and like acceptance and diversity and um, I, I think if you if you boil it like right down to like this is software, WordPress is software. Uh, it's PHP and JavaScript and CSS, blah blah blah. Um, uh, but the whole thing is is built with the idea of uh, like openness. You know, um, there there's a whole infrastructure built like within Lifter element. I mean, within WordPress, um, Lifter LMS by extension, to allow extendability of the, of that software, openness of that software. Um, you know, Linux is, 
<laughs> Linux is open source also. Um, and if anybody's been reading, seen anything recently, like kind of the, the founder or I guess the core lead developer of Linux um, has kind of taken a step back. I forget his name, Linus something, uh, because he's been like very abrasive uh, and not accepting. And Linux is not unpowerful. Linux hasn't changed my life, but WordPress has. Um, and I, I'm sure there's people who have gotten involved in the, in the Linux community. I'm not trying to trash it or anything like that, who have had their lives positively impacted. But um, I don't know. There's just like a, there's just a lot of, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't really know how to explain it, but um, I, don't, I don't see that happening with other software, but maybe it's just because I'm not involved in it. So may, I mean, maybe this isn't unique to WordPress is I guess what I'm saying. Like maybe if you get really involved in any community, um, you'll, you'll experience these same kinds of things going on in friendships and relationships and welcomingness. But um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think there's something like genuinely like just humanistic about it because it's at the end of the day, WordPress is open. Like you can use it for free. You don't have to pay anybody money any money to do so. Um, I guess that's not entirely true because you like need a web host, and I guess you can host your own server yourself. But anyway, I, I'm I'm getting topic there's a lot of free yeah a lot of free like uh or or low price or accessible i mean there's a lot like even left illness is a free plugin that's very valuable by itself if you look at something like the asterisk name it's very valuable by itself wordpress very valuable by itself free all kinds of plugins and i mean there's still people building business models and things on top of that yeah there's people that you volunteer your time for free to organize volunteer yeah I've recently started helping organize my local work camp in Portland, Maine. And so people get, it's not the, the free price tag or the low cost price tag. I think it's just the giving nature. Yeah. Uh, it's the, it's the verb to give that is, seems to be really strong in the WordPress community. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I agree. And I think it's the kind of thing that you, you actually need to get involved and contribute to experience. Um, I, I don't think you're going to encounter that feeling unless you're, unless you're actively participating. Um, cause like, like I said, like I've been to tech at conferences before and tech events before. And I, it, it, when I go and I sit at the back of the room and I don't engage, um, and, and really contribute, I think contributing is a key word. Uh, I, I don't get much out of it, you know? So it's, it's like, I guess you got to give to receive. I don't know. Maybe that's just something part of like, Maybe this is something that everybody already knows, but like I'm just finding out now. But um, I don't think that. No, I think you're you're accurate. I mean, I've been to some other conferences, and a lot of it is not. It's about like how can I get the most value out of this conference, or, right? I'm yeah, learn a trick or get some clients or something. But um, WordPress events are so much more than that. I mean, I remember the first time I went to a local meetup or went to a, an event organized around WordPress. Um, I was just it was just fascinating to me, like how much, how many, how many people like were there that like knew each other and they did this a lot. And there were, there's all these friendships yeah. and they like, there's like this traveling, some people like move and travel as a tribe to all these different word camps and conferences and it like moves around. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And, and I, I think that word contribute. Um, I think there's, there's something that I'm, I'm getting really excited about excuse me, recently, is that uh, you don't have to be a developer. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's so much stuff within WordPress that needs to happen that isn't related to writing code. Um, and I think community is a big part of that. 
Um, and, I, and I think the easiest way to do it is sign up as a volunteer to work out. Um, you just go and volunteer. And maybe that means you're just like checking boxes and marking attendees as attended. Maybe it means handing out t-shirts, you know, but I, I think it's a really, really important thing to do. Um, and it's such a small, easy step to take. Um, that I, that I think like if you're the least bit interested in contributing to WordPress, you should, you should volunteer and work out. Just do it. Um, I, I don't know, think I you'll regret it. A similar story to share. I, and I first, you know, learned about giving back or, you know, there was a call to like contribute more to the community. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't, I don't write code. I can't do a pull request. And then I realized that like, Oh, education is a part of contributing. Yeah. And I went back and I looked at my, um, YouTube videos and Udemy course on how to build a site with WordPress. And I, and I calculated it out. And this was like two years ago that I had helped over 30,000 people had like engaged with this content. Mm. And even like us at Lifter, there's, you know, oftentimes we're the first, they're a teacher or, or a educator or expert and they want to, we're their first introduction to WordPress. Right. And so we're building community in different ways. Like you're saying, it's, it's volunteering, it's documentation, it's writing code, it's helping somebody get up to speed, it's answering a question, a support question in a Facebook group or a Slack community or on a plugin support page. Yeah. There's lots of ways to give. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I agree. I agree. It, all, all this stuff is a little bit top of mind because we're, it's like we're doing Lift LMS Contributor Month right now. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, when, like, I, I don't spend a lot of time in the Lifter LMS Facebook group um, because I have my own issues with social media and temper and uh, Chris banned me. But, uh, <laughs> um, but when, when I do go in there and just like kind of play fly on the wall, um, it's really exciting to me to see users helping users, you know? Um, and uh, I don't know, the community that's growing out of that is, is really awesome. And uh, I'll just say too, like you're not only helping the other user when you contribute in that way um, by like just answering questions and sharing your knowledge, but you're also helping the core team because every, <laughs> every question you answer is one fewer question that we need to answer. Uh, and that warms my heart, so thank you. Yeah, and that frees up resources for elsewhere, which is yeah. that's just part of the community. Yeah, um, but I mean, on a macro scale, I mean, if you think about WordPress, like we've got, you know, let's say fifty questions a day. How many are in the WordPress form? You know, or the WordPress Facebook groups and stuff like that. You know, so it's just massive. <sighs> well, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, WordCamp LAX or Los Angeles or? If somebody's like thinking about going to a WordCamp or a meetup, like what what are some words you have for them? Yeah, I, I think if you are thinking about going, you should go. Uh, and it's all ages, by the way. This isn't like in skill level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that, that was just a little bit more on like this year, twenty eighteen. Um, shoot, like organizing was crazy. Um, but what, I mean, you know, we we have a twelve uh, year old uh, who's a member of our community. His name is Jansen. Um, we'll get his videos uploaded to wordpress.tv in the next couple of weeks, but he's spoken at WordCamp Los Angeles the past two years. So, um, yeah, when you say all ages, um, uh, I think it was in Miami this year, WordCamp Miami on the Friday before WordCamp Miami, they had like a WordPress kids day where I think it was like 13 and under or something like that. Maybe it was 12 and under. Um, but, uh, there, there, there's, uh, 
Oh, man, it's, it's, it's interesting, but uh, Jansen's the only person at a WordCamp event who I've ever seen give a presentation off an iPad. So, so last year, um, he, he showed up, and we had him speaking on Sunday, thank God, because he showed up on Saturday with his iPad, and his mom said, how is he going to connect this? Um, because laptop, uh, iPads don't have HDMI ports. So I ran to Target at like 10.30 at night and found like, a, like the, the HDMI to lightning adapter or whatever like that, so this kid could present his talk at WordCamp. And it, it really it got me thinking that there's, um, I do not care what the WordPress admin panel looks like on my phone or on an iPad, like that does not matter to me. But that is extraordinarily broken thinking because this kid does not have a laptop and he doesn't need one. Um, and he is just destroying us. Um, and th there's like a whole other generation that's coming up that is going to do things so much differently than we do them now. Um, and, uh, we need to be prepared for that and, uh, open to that. And, you know, it is all ages, you know, this is, uh, if we want WordPress to stick around, uh, 12, 15, 18 year olds need to be able to use it. And like, what tools are they using? They're using their phones and iPads, you know, um, maybe they don't care about publishing websites in the same way we do, but they, you know, this kid cares about publishing websites. Um, so it's, just, it's, it's interesting to think about that. That's something I've, um, I've been exposed to. And so anyway, so when we're organizing WordCamp 2018 this year. We're like, we need to make sure that Jansen can come to our after party. Um, and uh, man, you can, you can hear some stories. I, I heard some guys talking, uh, apparently, WordCamp after parties had no regulations on them previously. So they've like instituted some regulations and like how much money you're allowed to spend on your after party. Um, I, I heard some pretty wild stories about like party buses and there was like an ice luge at some after party in Phoenix, I think. Um, and uh, anyway, so I, I guess some pretty wild stuff has happened in the past. My experience with WordCamp after parties is it's usually at a karaoke bar. Um, I'm pretty open about this, but I don't, I don't drink at all. Um, and I don't care. I'll go to a bar and I'll hang out if you're getting drunk and I'll have a generally good time, but it's, it's something that doesn't matter to me. Um, and I would much rather uh, go down an ice luge. Um, but so we, we, we couldn't do that at WordCamp Los Angeles, nor did it occur to me that that's something that we could have done. Um, but uh, we, we wanted to make sure we had a, a, a completely accessible after party. And for me, I'm like, if the community is so open, what about members of the community who don't care about drinking or don't want to drink or are uncomfortable at a bar? Um, mainly I was thinking Jansen needs to be able to come to our after party because I know he's going to want to come. He's going to want to hang out. So we got like a face painter um, to fit, paint like Wapus on people's faces, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. You could get like the WordPress logo or a Wapu painted on your face. A lot of people chicken out and they got Wapus on their, their forearm instead of their face. I don't know. I mean, you should have just gotten it on your face. When else are you going to get a Wapu on your face? But uh, it was all washable, you know? Um, but we, we had that. So that, that actually ended up being really, really fun. If you want to go look up uh, the WordCamp Los Angeles Instagram, you'll see I got um, some like butterfly wings and a WordCamp LAX throat tattoo, which was kind of absurd, but funny. Um, we had a lot of fun with that. We got like some board games, we got like giant Jenga and like those kind of bar games. Uh, it was at a bar, but the bar was is actually a restaurant that just happened to have a bar. So it was, it was like a really cool event, I thought, because you can come and you can eat. You could play Jenga. You could be stupid and get your face painted. Um, Jensen actually didn't get his face painted, but it wasn't for him. I think it was actually for me. I wanted to get my face painted. And, uh, but there was a bar there, too, so you could drink and get stupid if you wanted to, but you don't have to. Um, so for me, that was like a really cool part of L.A. this year. Um, and we, we're, we're doing some initial research as the, the L.A. team um, trying to make, make it clear that the event is all ages. 
Uh, so like on registration, it was like um, we had like a checkbox for like I'm a minor and my guardian is also coming. Uh, and we had a handful, uh, maybe like a dozen, um, uh, 17 or younger people come. A couple kids from high school were there. Um, and uh, I think there's, there's a community out there of younger people that we could be introducing to WordPress. So, um, you know, I, again, as I said, it's like warm and welcoming. We should be warm and welcoming to, to children as well. You know, All the, you know um, there's different content that maybe we want to be, you know, working on towards them. But uh, I don't know. But we didn't have specialized tracks for children. And we still had a couple teenagers there that, that seemed to be having a good time. Um, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to personally talk to, to many of them, but so I think that's interesting. Um, and you know, the, the, the other thing too, you talk accessibility, like we had a, a captioning service come in, do like live captioning, like court reporter style on yeah. a TV. Um, so I think that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm not personally aware of anybody who's hard of hearing or deaf in, in the so SoCal or excuse me, Los Angeles area. Uh, that attended WordCamp. I'm sure there are people in Los Angeles that are deaf, but um, but I think that's another thing too. Just kind of, uh, and I realized like we should have been advertising that we're going to have that service. Um, I don't know exactly what it's like, but I would think that um, if I were deaf, I wouldn't want to go to an event that I didn't know was explicitly going to have captioning for me, you know, or some way to to include me in the presentation. So I think that's something that we'll need to do a better job of advertising because that, that I mean that's something that if you look in the WordPress core there's like a whole accessibility team that works on ensuring WordPress itself um, is accessible regardless of you know um, whether you're deaf blind whatever um, uh, and also internationalization team for, for localization and um, translation you know so the WordPress core exists in I don't know a lot of languages I don't know how many it is but um, I, and I and I think that all like comes back to what we were talking about earlier with just the community you know like from the ground up these are things that WordPress cares about um, and tackles you know um, instead of ignoring and saying let somebody else take care of it they're like let's organize a team of people who care about it so it's like whatever it is you're passionate about in WordPress there's a place for you um, and there's there's a job you can do um, so, so I don't know I don't remember what you asked me that's good. I mean, that's the power of uh, community. That's like a tour. It's a multi-layered thing. And, you know, if you've been following Lifter LMS, there's a reason we focus on social learning and community learning as an idea within the product. And if you just keep zooming out, you know, Lifter LMS, the company, we're really engaged in our communities on Facebook, on Slack. If you're listening in iTunes, please leave us a review in iTunes. That really helps the community. <laughs> and, but as we zoom out again to like the WordPress ecosystem and the entrepreneur ecosystem and all this, just it's all about community. And, um, you know, Lifter LMS is a company which sponsors this podcast, LMS cast. We've sponsored, uh, you know, WordCamp Los Angeles, Portland, Maine, Riverside and um, Sacramento. And I'm sure we'll sponsor more. And if you're thinking about going to a WordPress event, whether that's a private conference or a WordCamp or your local WordPress meetup, highly recommend it because you can meet some like-minded people. I remember when I first went to my very first WordPress meetup and I actually, I had been using WordPress for about five years and I left uh, from behind my screen building websites for clients all by myself. I didn't really know this community and I drove two and a half hours to Missoula, Montana to a a WordPress meetup in a hotel, like in a, a conference room. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Is, these are more people like me that are just like squirreled away all over Montana doing something similar. And I kind of found that uh, 
found the community. So if you're on the fence, just try it out. Check it out. Um, WordPress TV is like a uh, recording some of the talks there. There are some some great talks you can find. There's the, the big one is called WordCamp in the United States. There's a WordCamp US um, that happens every year. There's another one in Europe, um, but it's a global organization. They're all over the world. Wherever you're listening to this, there's probably a, a WordPress meetup or WordCamp near you. Thomas, thanks for coming on the show and doing a recap of WordCamp LA and talking about the your journey through the WordPress community. Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, also, we will be at Portland A, both of us, uh, maybe a little plug, but if you wanna meet us in person, um, and I'm sure you do, because we're very, very interesting people, uh, and I'm not even being sarcastic there, we're strange, interesting people that you should come talk to. Um, we'll be at Portland, Maine, uh, which I guess is the lesser of two Portland. So you realize that Portland, Oregon is the same weekend as you guys? Well, this is a, this is part of the WordPress community. Um, so there's a guy in the WordPress community named Bob WP. He's also a podcaster like me. He's going to be, he's in, he lives in Oregon. He's going to be uh, at WordCamp Portland, Oregon, which is on the same day, November 3rd, 2018, as WordCamp Portland, Maine. And together, Bob and I have already arranged to do a podcast with each other from oh, Portland. So we we can't help but this community yeah, thing, uh, confusing people about the two Portlands on the same. Yeah, well that's good. That's cool. Anyway, we'll, we're we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. Um, you can see that little rocket ship if you're watching on YouTube. How do I get my finger to point at that? Anyway, there's a little uh, there's a little space helmet over there in the corner of my screen. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring that to our booth. That thing behind Chris, um, the the tip of the rocket with the uh, with the head hole. Um, you can get your picture taken in, in, in our Lifter LMS rocket ship. Um, and uh, we're going to be doing some prizes and just hanging out. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a, it's a single day word camp, right? It's just Saturday. Yeah. Um, right. so, so come out, we'll, we'll have some mugs and some t-shirts and some, some cool stickers. Uh, we, we created, uh, a, a new sticker pack that I'll hold up right here. So if you want to get some of these stickers, come out to the, uh, word camp, Portland, Maine, we'll hand out some of these stickers. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. We we we've, we've like like Chris said, we've sponsored a couple of WordCamps, but we've never had a booth before. So I I and and every time I go to a WordCamp, I'm usually doing something. So my my job at this WordCamp will be able to like sit behind a table and just talk to customers or, or users or potential users or whatever. So I'm pretty stoked. I think it's gonna be fun. So come out. Uh, you bring your laptop and you got Lifter LMS issues. I'll send you to the happiness bar because I don't want to deal with it. Um, <laughs> no. 100% kidding. If you bring your laptop, I'll, I'll take a look at whatever you want. Uh, we'll have a good time. So come out. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.